0: welcome to ABW Live. Where is it? How's it gone? Um, ladies and gentlemen, there has been a crime at Carrow Road. <laughs> what? It's plain blood. My hat doesn't fit does it? There we go. There has been a crime at Carrow Road. Nick as our reporter on the scene. Nick, is there rioting on the streets? Our people need to know.
1: No, there's no riots on the streets. Everyone's just walking home, usual, doing their usual crying game as they have won one game all season.
0: Well, you've kind of ruined that, then, haven't you? Thanks. <laughs> well, you, went to, you went to the wrong guy because uh, I, Mike, and my fellow partner in crime solving has. Can you see Norwich, Mike? And has is is there rioting going on?
2: There are canaries flying all over the place. They're they're pooping on on all the on the, all the supporters. It is a shitty situation, but uh, but they they feel hard done by, as so that, they
0: should. And Carl, in in your part of London, is there rioting on the streets? Is there two Norwich fans standing next to each other going, "I don't think that's right, mate"? And everyone's going,
3: "Awful situation." <laughs> I having from Ireland. <laughs> They're having problems counting their six fingers because you know the little web, web toes down there. Uh present present company excluded, obviously. Um not Ellis. Uh, Ellis has got 17 toes. I'm 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 quite sure of it. But um on each foot. A hundred percent. And I didn't realise I'm starting to really hate certain football clubs. Leeds are always hating Leeds because they're just pricks. But I hate Norwich as well. They were dirty today. Like they re- they tried to kick us and mow like so it may be fuck Ellis and also fuck Norwich as well. Because like, clearly like, they had a problem. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later.
0: Jolly good. Right. Everybody in a good mood. That's the important thing. Should we go and say hello to some of the beautiful people in the chat room? Let's do that.
2: Actually, I think you should say hello to the beautiful people and the, the fuggly people
0: that are in there as well. And the fugglies, The fugly yeah. buglies. Um, I'm just going to. I didn't do any tweets say that we were live. And look, there's 25 people here already. Right. First of all, we have Nick Fights in the chat. Um, this is one of the few occasions someone's in the chat and I can ask them, are you all right, Nick Fights? Yeah, more. Good, that's that sorted. God, we're we're fixing crimes all night long. I'm there. Formerly, Noza is there. Ahoy, it's 5 0 to the Arsenal now. Yeah, if you're watching on Facebook, Facebook is a pain in the ass and it won't let you change any of the details with five minutes to go. Sai is there as usual. I've been smiling throughout the game. One of those happy, happy days. Michael in Sweden says hello, says hi. Mr. Waffles in uh, top left-hand corner of America. Remember, we can't tell you where he is because he's he's on the run from the FBI. Nice late Christmas gift. I would so, have thought Belgium. Sure. Sure. Yes. Uh, Rocky is good afternoon, guys. Michael has followed that up. See, Michael is doing the right thing here. That's Michael on YouTube. That's Michael on Twitch. So if every one of you had it on three or four accounts, we'd, we'd be – about 10 percent of what other podcasts get that's great and uh, michael says here we go sack and email smith row oh, i think i missed that oh, it's so, so awful isn't it um uh, stream elements is there as usual bullying not know what they're on about um bx gunner oh there's a picture of you and uh a small person i created a small person uh it says oh to be oh to be a gunner um julio salmondo is not said where he is on the run yet we might find out later give me points in in bag anyway over games in hand that is very true because quite a few teams um Sy, commentary in usa absolute shit they were begging Norwich to leave something on our players uh, yes uh, mike's really brought that up mr waffles yep bunch of whining little bitches oh Carl Pol- Polar Nights. That's a very nice name. As a barber, I love this podcast. It is every stage of beard growth. <laughs> Actually, just for you, Polar Lights, as you are new, we have a Dennis Bergkamp with a full beard. We'll leave that up. So there you go. Um, you are indeed, Nick. With we've, uh, We'll we've, uh, we're just, we're just show the people. Nick's beard, hardly any. Carl's beard, a nicely coiffured beard. Mike. Stepped on a bench too much me yeah it's not really worth talking about is it so uh, there you go nice to have you here polar nights nice to see new people julio uh the good now he's not told where he is i'm not reading his stuff davidson is vlachovic will make us title contenders not, not unless we juventus fans he won't be vj looking forward to a merry show and that's what you're going to get vj rudy rastos He's going to give us some votes, hopefully. They're going to be... Oh, we got a thumbs-up from someone. Ryan Ozel, Rian Ozel. Well, hello, Rian on Facebook. Sorry it says 4-0, no, they wouldn't let us change it. Oh, RR Maka, Stefan. Hi, gentlemen, and Mike. That's a good point. Bulgarian Guna, Drago Danny? says...
3: Danny? Yeah? Are we going to read out every single comment? Are we going to talk
0: about the game? No, <laughs> I just going to read one from everybody. There's one from Drago yeah, there, one from, and one from... Uh, a of one from Dan Wilks Wickstrom
2: Well that sounds uh, And this remember. has been A Bergkamp Wonderland Yeah <laughs> oh, no Jesus Danny,
3: let's talk about The game please
0: It's nice to say Carl if you were in the chat You'd want to be acknowledged
3: No I would have they would, they, They're not here To be acknowledged They're no. here to talk About the game And see Nick's lovely looks So can we crack on With the first goal Which was who Nobody
2: know the first goal was, you bloody bastards.
3: Bukayo Saka. It was right. it you was. had your
0: chance, Carl, I'm back in charge. There we go. Right, <laughs> let's go, people. Eighth minute, Saka goal. Tyranny breaks us up. Za- Breaks up play on the left wing. Lacquer gives it to Martinelli, who passes it sideways across the pitch to Odegaard, who also passes it across the pitch to Saka on the right-hand side of their box, Carl. Jinks past his man and spanks it low and hard into the bottom left-hand side of the net. And that goalkeeper, the last time we played a Premier League game, it was for Southampton, and they lost 9-0, Carl. Um, <sighs> did their goalkeeper look convincing? And what did you think of the legend, the wonderful man that is, Saka,
3: just taking the piss, really, wasn't he? He was. He's been playing well lately, I think. Um, he had a good game against West Ham, didn't he, um, when they had three men on him and they couldn't handle him. And Norwich today definitely couldn't handle him, which is uh, good to see that he's kind of maybe coming into his own. He um, was almost Robin-esque, wasn't it, when he cuts in on his left foot and fires it, kind of low and hard. Um, and that's what we want. I think, I think that's the thing that's missing from Saka's game, the goals. And I think a lot of people were saying that he needs to have an end product I mean, Saka can run past people for days and um, get assists. And, and that's really good. But I think we were all missing sort of goals from his game. And he's now adding that, um, which is a, a very good thing, two goals today. Um, and that's what he means—is confidence. Like it's, when a player has confidence, you um, it does wonders for them and re- irrespective of whether it was Norwich or whoever, um Saka today played really well and we're going to need Saka um, going into the season because obviously, you know, we were in that title run for the top four, title run, I mean top four, but the goal today, his first goal, I thought was absolutely brilliant and that's what, that's why he plays on the right hand side, so he can come in on his left foot and fire it into the goal or assist. I think that was a brilliant goal.
0: That is, that is very well put. We've actually we've got someone else on Facebook who has given us a little thing. It is John Umar Achola. I hope I got your name right, John. Thank you very much for giving us a thumbs up on Facebook, and I've done it also as well. Um, anyone else joined us new? Uh, oh, I think I think Polar Knights might be a Liverpool fan. We don't mind. Bloody good side. Um, just looking, uh, Mike, looking at the, uh, where was I up to? Um, I saw Sophie mention something on Twitter from the Highbury squad, and she said, what has the stats been since since Alba has been dropped? Everybody, this is amazing. The six games before he was dropped, won four and lost two, scored nine, conceded seven, and it was five cup league games, and one cup game. So, and this time it's uh, one five, lost one. Scored twenty, conceded three, so it's before, it's conceded four. Scored nine, conceded seven, so a goal difference of seventeen over six games compared to two. Mike, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: you, you took you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to point out, you know, everyone had been saying you
0: took the grass off my pizza.
2: I, I did, and and I fed it to your daughter, which is weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean the 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 thing that everyone's been saying about. ESR Martinelli, Saka, we've got no secondary scoring. We, if, if, if a bomb man doesn't score, we don't score. Um, well, maybe the solution is you force other people to, to to be touching the ball in the final third. You don't try to force everything through one player who's struggling for confidence right now. And, and you know, I was going to actually ask the question, which you've now answered, which is, you know, Saka, Emil Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe was scoring a little bit before Aubameyang left. I mean, he got the goal against Leicester. Um, I believe he scored in one of the other games surrounding that one while I was over in, in, in October. But they're just scoring for fun now. And and yes, the opponents have been the opponents have been put in front of us, not anyone of of great great esteem. But all of a sudden, all of these. You know, these runs are being made. These passes are going through the middle instead of just from the outside. We're seeing completely different players attacking and adding that end product that they've been missing before, and I can't help but think that this is an example of addition by subtraction yet again where we have a player who might be very talented, might be someone who's done a lot for the club, but just like Mesut just like other situations, when you get them out of the system – it gives other people a chance to blossom. And and it's a much more well-rounded team right now and a much more talented offense right now with him out of it.
0: Ah, good. Uh, Kayan is there in Jamaica. Hello, Kayan. And uh, Julio Salmondo is in Kathmandu. I think that's just south of Bedford. So that's good. Um, so Carl doesn't shout at me again. Nick, when was the last time, do you remember, the, oh, actually, we've had another thumbs up on Facebook. For, and we've had a heart from Addy Masadi. Well, thank you very much. That's four. We've never had four before. Lovely. Nick, when was the last time you remember the Arsenal playing in a way where we had goals coming from throughout the midfield, whether it be on the left-hand side from Martinelli, who's banging them in and an absolute threat, Saka on the right, um, just... At times, it looks like he's taking the piss. It's so easy. Erdegaard pulling the strings in the middle. And uh, who else is there? ESR going, Oh, come on, have five minutes, get yourself a goal, son.
1: I think that's going back well, probably over 10, nearly 15 years. The season after Henri left for Barcelona, because I think the last season we had with him, that was just everyone was just like, give it to Henri, He's the main man. Just give it to him. And when he left, everyone was saying, Oh, who's going to score the goals? But then, season after that, everyone actually started stepping up. And, like I say, throughout the whole midfield. And I think we've struggled the last, what, two, three seasons to get goals out of anyone that's not a Bamiang, pretty much.
0: That's true. That is. Now, oh, we've got someone from Singapore. It's 1 a.m. and gosh, I'm happy. Simon Wong. Had you finished your point, Nick? Because I think you might have had. Yeah, I'm not like you, look. I'm not just sitting here making interesting points. I'm tweeting. I'm running the show. You know what it's like, Carl, don't you? It's not easy. Exactly,
3: it's, it's yes. like You make it look very easy. So I have just got a quick question on, obviously, a me and being out of the squad. Um, like Nick uh, alluded to, when Henri was there, do you remember that when we used to play, it was always give the ball to Henri and like Fabregas. That was his main aim. It was almost like when Fabregas was in the team. His main aim was to give the ball to Henry because it's almost like if he didn't pass to him, he would have like an hissy fit. So it, it, it did become very easy to play against Arsenal because if you, I mean, it was very hard to mark Henri, granted because he was a fantastic player, but if you did man-mark Henri, you, you can almost say that Arsenal's attack kind of was, was failed. Um, and maybe it was the same from the Kabamian. I mean, if you think about it, he's, you got the 32-year-old up front and you've got teenagers behind him. So obviously, if you've got a bunch of teenagers playing behind him, the first thing they want to do is just give the ball to him because he's the captain, the Talisman. So it's almost like if you don't give the ball to him, then he might have a hissy fit. I'm not saying he, he does, but it could possibly happen. And now they're playing with such freedom where you can tell that Lacazette um he does so much selfless work. I mean, sometimes you see Lacazette in midfield. I mean, Sometimes we don't want to see him there, but he does. He he holds up play well. And then he gets the likes of Saka running on um, an ESR and Odegaard and the overlap of over Kieran Tierney as well. So um, it, it is brilliant. And I think that no one knows whether Aubameyang has got a way back into the squad. Personally, uh, I think after the African Cup of Nations, I think we'll be definitely trying to sell him like, during the African Cup of Nations but whoever whoever takes him. But what I do hope is that although he's at the squad now, it's, it's a long season and I don't want to sell him or put him on loan, or however he leaves the, the squad and we don't have a replacement for him.
0: Yeah, because... Uh... We might need one. I think they said the stat today that that was Lacazette's second goal in 10 games, and that was a penalty. And it doesn't look like Eddie is going to be used for the, the league games because uh, did Eddie even come on today? The last lot of no. – you know, a, a lesser-spotted Nicolas Pepe came on. That was nice to see. Um, right, uh, Mike, what was the point? I was like, oh, we're going to go to the next goal, weren't we? Uh, well, should we talk a little bit about in, – in our WhatsApp group, we um, – John and a few others were talking about Xhaka getting forward, which I thought that was nice to see. We didn't expect it. And then the Xhaka booking, Nick. What exactly did Xhaka do wrong to get that booking, apart from being Xhaka, which I think is the usual answer for everything like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's being Shaka, They were talking about um him last week, because um obviously he got uh, probably got away with one in the last game where he was a bit, you know, went over the top and a bit, was a little bit stampy. <laughs> a little bit stamp. Yeah, a little bit stampy. And then obviously we were talking about the whole um Harry Kane thing not getting booked. And then I think it was oh, I try to think I want to say Peter Walton also, one of the ex-referees came out and said that the referees are told to use people's reputation uh, you know, to, in their decision when they book people. So obviously they say people like Harry Kane, you know, England's darling, he's not that type of player even though he does like to back into people and flip them up and land them on their head quite a bit, you know, but he's too busy because he obviously can't count goals this season. He scored one all season, one or one two stays. all season. Well, oh, two, he's, he's getting onto to <laughs> double figures. But yeah, I mean, I don't think he got booked. He should probably should have been booked, but it's Shaka, so they book him, don't they? What, what can he do? I mean, I remember when we signed him, he was never a defensive midfielder. All I remember was the media just going mad. Oh, he got sent off three times last season, three times last season. I remember speaking to my dad. So he said, he's just a marked man before he's even kicked a ball for Arsenal. And then a couple of seasons after that, Liverpool signed um, Nabby Keita from what was, it, what was it, red, red Bull or whatever it was. RB Leipzig. Yeah and, uh, yeah, and he had four red cards the season before he joined them. They just never mentioned it. And that's just, it's perception and how the media can actually influence how games work and the referees and stuff like that.
2: I've seen it a couple of times in the chat already. Did you over in the UK have the same commentary where they basically said, uh, when in doubt, book Xhaka yeah I mean I sometimes exactly. we have different commentary than you sometimes it's the it's the same on the world feed, but well, I was watching um, a South African, I was watching Supersport
0: they had English contacts, and one of them um I think he used to play for Norwich because he knew Brian Gunn the goalkeeper because that was his Brian Gunn's son was playing in goal
2: yeah i mean the the, the and you know I'm no fan of granted Jaka by any means, but that I mean there are for what Jaka did you could have you could have given six people a, a yellow card or you could have given no one a yellow card uh other than the person who committed the foul in the first place, so I don't even think got one, but yeah, I mean that that's that's a bit ridiculous. Uh, good on him for not getting a second one, I suppose, although there have been times there have been times where I was kind of rooting for him to get a second yellow card late in the game so that we could uh, go a few games without him, but this particular moment this particular moment in our season would not be the the best time for that I suppose right before right before Afcon with the fixture congestion. Indeed, uh, Carl. It, um, shall I go to? The, have you got something
0: to say, or shall I go to the third? No, guy? I was going to
3: say, Mike's. said, Mike's put on. Like it was really weird how, of all that melee that happened, you know, it was handbags. It, it clearly was that Granite Jacker was the only person that got um a card. It was just really weird. Like I don't understand it. But like Nick said, maybe you know he's being refereed by um reputation, and it's just weird. Like these players develop these reputations, and you don't, don't know why. Look, Jaka can be a prick, and he can be a bit of an idiot sometimes. There's no doubt in that he's not the, he's not an angel, not in the least. But you know, you're supposed to give everyone a clean slate at the beginning of every game, but it doesn't seem like that's happening with Grant Jaka.
2: Dan, anyone, anyone, else, in, anyone other than he, Dan? Oh, sorry, Nick, anyone other than Dan, old enough to remember the last bout of handbags <clears throat> between Arsenal and Norwich in uh in 89 there was a there was a famous game which was two months into my arsenal fandom uh a 4-3 at the at Highbury with just for football standards it was a it was a massive brawl actually and uh I I was devastated because it was the one game my mom I forgot what the reason was maybe Thanksgiving or something my mom would not let me go to that game uh and uh and it was one of the best games of the season but so Norwich are always, you know, every 32 years they look for the hardy bargy <laughs> What are you going to say, Nick?
1: I was going to say, do you think Xhaka is actually a dirty player and that's why he gets a lot of cards, or do you think he's just really crap at tackling?
0: Um, I think he, he's just a good-looking bastard who's rock-hard. And so I've in my time, I've been quite lucky to have some absolute rock-hard bastard friends, huge fuckers. And whenever we went out, they were always the one that oh. other people picked on. Um, it was like there was Big Dave, six foot, not you, six foot seven, Dave was, and he was an absolute monster. And uh Julian, another big bloke, he used to get, um, people used to uh, give him grief for no reason. And so Jacques is just, a, everyone knows he's the hard man of our team. He, he's the uh, a kind of modern day um, uh, defender of all of, his, of all of his teammates, which is what we need on the pitch. Because we saw the Tommy Ashu kick in the face. No one. Went up to the referee and shouted and screamed, and that's why we got a wave. And that is what missing is missing when you don't have a Kalasnic or a Jacker on the pitch. And as Kalasnic is, does not fit in the Arsenal, um, the Arteta mould of playing. He's he's not going to play. So we need we need. A, is it an enforcer, Carl? Is that the right word to use? I think it is, isn't it?
3: Yeah, definitely like a a, a hard man, someone who you know, a Patrick Vieira type. You know, that's the sort of person we need. Yeah. Where if something happens, you know that person's going to be right in the middle of it. Um, but they need to be smart about it. Like you can't go in there, punch someone in the face, and they'll be like, "I don't know what you're talking about, ref." Like <laughs> you, they need to, they need to be smart and tactical. You
2: have to grab and, the like, balls when no one's looking. I mean, yeah, like the
3: armpit hair, the armpit hair, like, things yeah. like that. You know, like Vinnie Jones. S, like that's that's the sort of person that we need. But yeah, Granite Jacker. I just think that what Nick, like going back to Nick's point, <laughs> Granite Jacker is not a stupid player. He knows what he's doing. I, I do think that he just needs to calm down a little bit. Like, I don't want to take whatever it is in his game. I don't want to remove that from him. What you need to remove is the being stupid, like the being silly stuff. Like, today was a absolutely pointless yellow card. Absolutely pointless. However, um, I like like um, Mike said, I'm happy that he didn't get a second yellow card because even in our WhatsApp group, I said the same thing. that like I would have taken off... Granit Xhaka for El Nene rather than Partey, just because Granit Xhaka has got it in him. Like no matter what, he's got it in him. I mean, let's be honest: we lost. Well, we lost the Everton game because Granit Xhaka couldn't make that tackle.
2: I was just about Uh, to say that that was the rare time where you you probably would have liked him to go in and take the red, because he he actually did pull off of the guy and it led to the, it led to the goal.
3: Yeah. and that's the, You know, had he not had gotten a yellow card earlier in the game, he would have taken him out. He would have right. taken him out and we would have stopped the attack and more than likely would have drawn that game. But for the simple reason that he got a stupid yellow card in that game, he couldn't do it because he risked a red card and then this happened. So, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to remove, I don't want to remove that from Granite Jack's game because we need that because everyone in Arsenal is too nice. You know, you look at Arsenal's squad and you think, oh, Emile Smith-Rowe, he's a lovely boy. Look at Saka, he's a lovely lad. Like, Partey, oh, he's a dancer and he's cool. There's no one, even Ben White, like, I don't know why people seem to be picking on Ben White lately. They seem to be really, like, against Leeds as well, they wanted to fight him. Norwich as well, they wanted to fight him. I don't know what it is about Ben White. Maybe they think that he's the weakest person in the squad and they can... Sort of um, pick on him, but nah. We need we need Granny Jaka. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I never thought I'd ever hear myself saying that. And I can imagine Chris Carpenter right now is uh, having to change snakeskin <laughs> snakes trousers. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> he's, he's cutting up trousers and riff throwing them at the screen. We got I guess a you that tweet from him the other day? He has got how many pairs has he got? Nick, Carl, did he say twenty-five pairs of flares sure pair trousers? It yes, was
2: Christmas. Exactly. Christmas photo of his leopard trousers with his thighs. And
0: if people are good, I might share a screen of some of Chris's trousers if we get on with it, right? Rudy, as always, um, thanks for going and getting the quote. Um, on Arteta, Arteta's not not Rudy on Arteta, Arteta's quote from today collectively and individually, we had some big performances. You don't go, you don't win 5 0 away from home if you don't have that. I'm really happy with all of the boys. Can't argue with that, can you, anybody? Um, oh, another one here, Rudy. Thank you very much. Um, the support that we're getting in every ground from our supporters is very much linked with the way we can transmit the way we want to play. Mike, you've been to quite a few games recently. Did you see that translated from the from the crowd onto the pitch?
2: Uh, 100%. Or... And, and unfortunately, only one game away from home. But, I mean, that, that game, it was almost you, – you felt – To borrow an annoying American sports term, you felt like the 12th man uh, because the team does feed off of it. And it's been readily apparent in the in the recent run that we've had the last five, six, seven games, many of which have been good away performances that the crowd and the team are are, are in sync. And it sounds like a silly thing to say because one, you know, the, the team should be leading the crowd. Uh, if the team's playing poor, the crowd's going to be sluggish. If the team's playing great, the crowd's going to have a lot to cheer about. But it almost feels simpatico at this point, where it's a it, it's a mutual thing. Um, and the more you see from from you know guys like Ramsdale, the more you see from Tierney. His celebration after his goal today, the second goal today. Um, I had to check whether he was doing this in front of the uh, the away supporters or if he was doing it at okay. the- Norwich supporters because it came right after that uh that initial set of handbags but it was to the away supporters but i mean there's a there's there's a teamwork thing going on right now between the support especially the away from home and the and the team right now and it's 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 just amazing to be part of i wish i was out there today i wish i was out there in the last game it's on the pitch
0: you wish you out on them anyway never mind Stokes, why haven't you given this podcast a thumbs up, you cheeky monkey? We're still only on four on Facebook. Sort it out. Uh, the Arsenal Luciador. Uh, señor, señor, jaca eats dirty biscuits. Riva, yeah 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 There you go. I've uh, I've seen it exactly how you do it. <laughs> I only know how to do that because I had some. Uh, some hot food, right? Uh, next one, Nick. Next goal is gonna be. Uh, were, were we up to uh, that? Was uh, 66 minutes? Kieran Tierney to Lacazette to. By the way, I think, I
2: think I think Mike Hernandez just reported your podcast for that. Good, uh, so tell so me you, to do it. You've lost uh, a listener.
1: To I think we about um, Tierney's first goal, yeah, or his goal, the second goal. Um, one, two, three.
0: So, da, da, da. We haven't talked about it minutes. That's why I paused. I wasn't sure where we were. 42 minutes, Martinelli on the right wing, Nick, into Odegaard, who runs a bit and passes it on to an on-running Kieran Tierney down the left, who decides to run in, cut in across goal, much like Saka did with his goal, and spank it left-footed, bottom right hand. Was it right-footed or left-footed? I now think that it, was I right
2: it would have had to have been right-footed, the yeah, way it of went, yeah, of course it would.
0: Um, I haven't put it here. I'm just thinking and slots it past the keeper, just like Saka did in the bottom right-hand corner of the the net. Did you think, Nick, that the goal that our players had already figured out their goalkeepers' weak points? As in, you kick the ball at him and he's in trouble. Let alone if you place it in the corners, because both of us, those two goals were placed, weren't they?
1: Yeah, it was one of those cross come passes really where it went I and mean, it's always lovely when it goes in off the post as well and I mean so his last two games he's played he's now conceded what 14 goals so that poor bloke he must be knackered and I think it's just more proof that just because your dad played football that doesn't mean you should <laughs> I mean he's a lovely bloke but I remember years ago when um, one of Beckham's lads had like a trial at Arsenal and I think he lasted a day mm-hmm. And I thought, yep, yeah, fair enough. And this lad, I mean I mean Tim Crawley got COVID yesterday morning, they announced it. And I knew I mean I could have got tickets and gone today, but one, I was coming on air too, it's cold and rain. And plus that I knew Norwich were trying really hard to get it called off last night as well. But you know, it is Can what anybody... it is. But oh dear, who the hell is there? There he that is. is Brian Norwich Gunn. legend.
0: That is Brian Gunn, Norwich legend, hell of a goalkeeper. That's what he was looking like in the crowd today, Nick. Is what has happened to Brian Gunn?
2: He watched his son play.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, this was a, this
0: was just before this, after about three minutes. God so well, knows what he was
1: looking he, after he five-nil. He'd, he'd have got closer to that penalty than his, boy, <laughs> but even at that size, now you I make a add, great
2: point. You make a great point about not doing what your dad did because you know my dad was a podiatrist, and and when I was over at Danny's house a couple months ago, I. I I tried to get rid of an ingrown toenail for him, and it was just—it was a nightmare. So just stick to your own thing. Don't, you know, <laughs> Brian. The the son should have done like insurance or 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 dro- drove on the tube or something like that. Uh, not. I just hope not, that Brian isn't good. ill
0: because if he's ill, I withdraw all of my comments. He, but he doesn't look ill, there, does he? He just looks. His glasses are in the wrong place, and he's pissed off, and it's he, very very cold. So your face it, goes red. To he
2: reason. might be ill, but that doesn't make you look like 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 angry, like. Yeah.
1: So. To be fair, the blokes look like he's had leukemia for thirty-five years. So I think it's just he's another, he's another one like old John Joe Shelby at Newcastle. You know, like the Newcastle Voldemort. He just 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 got that look about him. But but yeah, lovely golf should be laughing him. at that. <laughs> you love it,
0: Mike. Yeah. You've heard of Mike's charity, haven't you?
2: Gooners, oh yeah. There's some guys that look like that. <laughs> yeah, but it's
1: so better to look like that than not actually be like that, though. Yeah, yes. that's
2: true. Yes, so,
1: um,
0: Nick's allowed to say that because he's he's a uh, he's under fear of his own life when noise is rioting. Oh, where we go from Arteta? Um, Rudy, another quote: We really, looked really sharp and committed. It's a big win for us today. Didn't say today. I am really pleased. The amount of chances we create is pleasing. We broke the record in the last game, didn't we, um, Carl? The most number of damn shots on target in the first half of a Premier League game for any
3: team we did it was against West Ham was against West Ham wasn't it Um, when we had 11 sorry in the first half Um, the contrast and the change is for Arsenal is really good because do you remember a couple of years ago when we didn't have a shot on goal that we used to go at 90 minutes and have like two shots on goal under Emery so like it's it's good that it's changed and we're, we're creating chances. And it's all down to you know, some of the players we report in and you've got to give the manager credit as well. But it was Lee. Oh Lee's that's the one. Yeah. But um Martin Odegaard as well. He's coming and he's transformed us. I mean, you know, there was people crying out for James Madison at the beginning of this uh, beginning of the season when we bought Odegaard. Um they were in Madison for seventy million, but we got Odegaard for thirty five. And look how that's turned out to be. And look we're only a uh, three months into the season. But if Odegaard keeps playing the way he's playing, the biggest compliment I can give to Martin Odegaard is that he's keeping Emil Smith rowe out of the side. And that is the biggest compliment I can give him because you think of Emil Smith Row, he would walk in to more than likely you're looking at maybe 15 of the 20 premiership clubs, and at the moment he can't get he he can't start for Arsenal, I should say. Um, so that just says it all for me. Um, it's for a great situation. It is. It's, it's It's one of those brilliant situations to have. It's a good problem to have.
2: Same thing going on at left back right now. I mean, Tierney was kept out of the lineup by somebody who was performing well. Uh, Tierney was kind of slowly coming back from an injury. He, didn't, he wasn't rushed back. We didn't need him back. And we've seen a better Kieran Tierney since he's – reclaimed his spot than the entirety of the beginning part of the season before he before he got injured and, and missed a few games so I mean Tierney has just come back and been the tyranny that we thought we had originally and that uh, you know and and so those two positions more than any else we're seeing guys who should be starting in the Premier League who can't get it. and and I'm here to say that I'm I'd like that at all 11 positions here we go, people, some stats for you to warm the cockles of
0: your heart. Uh, ESR has come on in three consecutive Premier League games as a substitute and scored in all three. He has scored four goals in his last four Premier League games, and he has scored seven Premier League goals in his last nine Premier League games. And of those... um he he didn't he didn't play all in the last three he came on he um, came on in the dying minutes of the game he got 24, 12 and eight but then you look at Erdegaard in the in his last uh, six Premier League games three goals and three assists this is the stuff that is uh, oh I've not even I'm not even brought up Saka this will just you I'll have you lot all bleeding uh, crying here we go I'm just going to get Saka stats up for the Premier League for the last five um few games where is it here it is. Um, he has got, last four games, three goals, two assists. That is absolutely fantastic. This is, uh, and the, these, these kids are barely out of nappies. Let's move on and uh, look at the next goal and do the right one this time. 66 minutes, Carl. Katie, Lacquer, Odegaard Ode across to Saka, who, shimmy-shammy, that's the technical term, um, on the edge of the, <laughs> their box, on the right-hand side, and does his usual jinx left and runs a bit and then spanks it low and hard with his left foot into the far left-hand corner. Low, hard and slow, Carl. That's uh, that's the way he did it, and it worked. And uh, just like the Tierney girl, wasn't it? Stunning. He knew what he was doing. No flukes. Again, Again, he's channeling
3: this inner uh, Iron Robin. Um, you know, And if, if Saka can be a player that Iron Robin was, we've we definitely got a good player on our hands. Um, yeah, Saka, this is what, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we, Saka needs to add goals to his game and he's now doing that, which is an absolutely brilliant thing for Arsenal. And for him as well, definitely for him as well, because people, you know... Th- if you look on Twitter, there's always people comparing Saka to the other youngsters um, in the game. The um, that the Mason Greenwood's um, Mason Greenwood's a good player. He does score goals. He can't get a game in Man United at the moment. But um, you know the people like that. And then you look at him, and even the Mason Mounts as well. And you're like, well, is Saka better? Than- I mean, I know they play different positions, but they're still younger and. I think that Saka, what he's doing this season is brilliant. I mean, like you said, Danny, the guy is, what, 19, 20 years old and he's on the world stage almost carrying Arsenal on his back because for a few seasons he has done that. He's been that, that guy to carry Arsenal. And now to see that he's actually flourishing in a system that probably works for him now because, um, like Mike alluded to, um, with Aubameyang not being there, maybe he's giving him the impetus to say, but I need to now try and see if I can score. I need to make sure I'm a bit better. I and mean, then you've got Lacazette being selfless uh, in drawing out defenders and then Saka's got the chance to run. I think, you know, I'm not the sort of person who says, well, it's only Norwich. You can only play who's put in front of you. There's 19 other teams in the league and you have to play them twice. And it just so happens that we are scoring brilliant goals and loads of goals against these lesser teams yes it's going to be not it would be nice to score uh, goals and beat teams you know higher in the table but sometimes y- y- you need to know your targets and beating Norwich today 5-0 is brilliant and if Saka can get loads and loads of goals um throughout this whole season i'm not saying listen i think someone like Saka you got to aim for like 10 goals the second can get 10 goals this season i i don't think there's a single Arsenal supporter that wouldn't be happy. Got 10 goals for me from a winger. He's 19, 20 years old. For me, that's that that's brilliant. I mean, Nick, what do you think that the benchmark for Saka should be this season?
1: Well, so, I mean, for a player like him, especially now, he should be getting into double figures pretty much every... If he's going to stay at Arsenal for the rest of his career, which obviously he should he should get double figures every season for the next 10 seasons i can't see why not oh, hold on nick oh. oh i just had a moment oh, carry on <sighs> oh are you right Dan?
0: you having a heart attack are you it's just a thought of uh, all those players getting, doing that for the next 10 seasons. Hold on. <laughs> I've done it again. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go and have a lay down. Sorry, people.
1: You go did on. say you were having nightmares. You like wake up and then you see that Saka and Smith Rowe have joined Man City and you were like, oh, no. Don't so that's ruin good. it, Nick. You want to fucking roll there. It. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, look, like Carl said, these two boys, Smith Rowe and Saka, coming through. I mean, I remember saying a couple of seasons ago, when the Pirate was saying we've got a sign that, was it O.R.? whoever it was. And I was saying, no, we've got this Smith-Row lad, we've got Saka, just play him. And the problem is so many clubs now, for how the managers come and go so quickly, they won't gamble on the academy. They won't. There's so many, you know, little Charlie come through in the game last week as well. How have we got so many good youngsters coming through at the same time? Whereas... I mean, I remember what, ten years ago when Jack came through and that was one. And now we've got two, possibly three, gonna, you know, gonna hit form, you know, and hit hit their plum all at the same time. If I mean, if Arteta can get the striker situation sorted out, we could really have a go for the league. Um formally no- law, oh, easy, law, easy, easy
3: Mick, easy Mick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been, you've overdone we've been, yourself, Mike.
2: we've Had such shit luck with player transfers and stuff for so long. All of a sudden, it's you know, could it be the gods trying to even things up a little bit by saying, okay, you've got these guys now. It's up to you not to screw this up. Um, Mike, I know we're
0: going a little bit long. If you need to leave, you can. No, no, no. no. We uh, okay. we're
2: we're set for uh, for six o'clock now.
0: Okay, In lovely. Um, formally knows that always makes good points. Um, they say I do like the idea of Erdegaard on um, in the ten, Saka on the right, Smith Rowe on the left, and Martinelli up front as a front four. They can develop together and to form an awesome foursome. I like that the awesome foursome. Could, Go on, then. Could, what do you think,
2: Martinelli? Everyone talks about Martinelli in the nine, and I'm sure he would he would do bits there. But when you see what he was doing in the 80th minute of this game. Doesn't stop, um, does he? He doesn't stop, and 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 he was fifteen yards, fifteen meters, whatever, from his own goal, stopping, uh, uh, you know, an, an attack from Norwich by himself. Like I, I don't see him. I don't see that part of his game being available to us if he's playing in the nine. Uh, if he's kind of a, a center forward position, I see it much more when he was on the wing. I mean, I, I, I don't know where he's more comfortable. I don't know where ultimately he's going to play when he's on the uh, on the Brazil first team, which should be probably sooner rather than later. But uh, you know, I, that part of his game is so important to what we're to what we're doing. Pe- that's what separates him from Pepe in my mind. And Pepe will come back; he will track back, but not not with the pace and the extent. Not with the, oh, I lost the ball, I'm going to get it back, kind of Mainsley type of attitude that, that, that Martinelli has. He is a beast, and I think he'd be limited. He'd, we'd be limiting his capabilities if we had him play at the nine. Not to mention we don't really know how he is with his back to goal, a la Lacazette, a la Giroud. Um, I'm in no rush to put him in the nine just to try to get all four of those guys in at the same time. I'm perfectly happy the way it is for now. We just certainly need to be able to do something when Lacazette is gone.
0: I agree. Um, Also, looking at today's Premier League results, Carl, it is uh – Manchester 6, Manchester City 6, Leicester 3. Man City were 4-0 up at one point. The Scum beat Palace 3-0 and apparently Zaha got sent off for a very bad tackle. And West Ham, the team who were below us, were I think they were winning in that game at one point, weren't they? Uh, no, no, one. Uh, they were, they were, were losing, losing down, they? every point during the game. They got yeah. it back to a draw. But the team below us lost and Man City conceded 3, Leicester conceded 6. So... Uh, Ramsdale is now up to second place in the number of clean sheets in the Premier League behind, I've got the plays here, you've got Edison and Allison. Edison on 10, Ed- Allison on 9 and uh, Ramsdale on 9 as well, magnificent
1: West Ham lost, what game were you looking at? Well,
0: that's what I said Oh no, Sydney I thought draw. West Ham were winning at one point, but at no point were they winning No, the they, best lost, they one, lost didn't they Yeah, yeah they, they lost, looked,
3: they lost West 3-2 they 3-2. Oh, oh,
0: okay.
2: Um, and, and Carl, yeah. a little while ago, you said you said you know, yeah, it's only only Norwich, and and you were referring to kind of the 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 what people say. Not those weren't your words. It was only Norwich when we slid by them one nil uh, earlier in the season after losing our first three games. Um, Norwich now, if you beat them five nil, and you use those games to start stacking up goal differential and moving your way up the table. I mean that's all you can do with those teams, I, and I'm agreeing with you. I know I'm not I'm not disputing what you were saying, but this only Norwich thing, this only Leeds thing with the COVID. I mean, you know,
3: yeah. If we go, it's always, if we show, it's always an Arsenal playing it. It's always an it, Arsenal play. It's only
2: well, and it's not even it's not Arsenal haters that are saying that. It's 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 a lot of people within the Arsenal fan base that are saying that. And, you know, will their point be kind of proven right if we go to Man City? On Well, we're home with Man City, right? Yeah. Uh, If we play Man City on New Year's Day and we lose 4-0, then, you know, you can examine that point. But, uh, you know, it's only Norwich. It's only Leeds. It's yeah, only right. West Ham. It's only Leicester. I mean, come on. <laughs> we're we're playing Premier League play teams. teams. A 5-0 win is exactly,
3: fantastic. Exactly. like No matter what who it is, you have to play these teams twice. So saying it's only, it's like if someone to say that and we played like a non-league team in the FA Cup and we smashed them, you could say, oh, yeah, it's only that team. But every single team has to play um, – these Premier League teams twice. So it makes no difference who it is. And, you know, there are some good... I mean, when West Ham were beating Liverpool, when West Ham were beating Manchester United and um, taking points on all squad, they, people weren't saying it was only West Ham then. But now West Ham are starting down the table and, you know, they're not playing as well as they possibly could or as they were at the beginning of the season. No one's saying it was only... No one's saying that now. Like, they were saying, oh you know, West Ham were brilliant, but now they sit and down. It's now, oh, it's it's only West Ham and, you know, they've got injury crisis. It's like, well, shit, hasn't everyone? Hasn't everyone got injured? And
2: and for a young team, I would much rather see a young team resolve our recent inability to beat and take maximum points from the teams below us in the table and worry less about our ability to go out and compete at the same level as, as Liverpool, Chelsea, and, and City. I understand those teams have struggled. West Ham's found a way to beat them, so on and so forth. But for a young team, the ability to take six points off of Norwich, to hopefully take six points off of West Ham, to take you know four to six points off of Leicester, which we've got three already, that's what I want to see first. And you can get the fourth spot, certainly Europe, by simply beating you know, the bottom teams three out of every four times that you play them and losing every single game against the top three, if, if 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 that's how it should end up, you can do that as a young team and then say, okay, well, now we need to start competing with these teams. And with the exception of the Everton game this year, that is exactly what this team has done. We've won virtually every game against teams that are likely to end up in the bottom 15. And that's why we sit pretty comfortably in fourth.
3: I mean, uh, yeah, yes. what I don't want is Great. that sorry, Danny, just quickly, like mm-hmm. formerly Moses said that I'm mentally cancelling the New Year's Day games against Man City look, if we lose against Man City which you know, let's, let's be very honest, there's a I would say 80% chance that we, we just might, um, it doesn't undo us winning 5-0 against Norwich, or beating Leeds or beating uh, West Ham it doesn't undo any of that work it just happens that Man City are way, way ahead of us. And if we can pick up points against the other teams, you know, below us or in and around us, it's still three points.
2: It shows us why we're a fourth-place team right now rather than a first-place team. But the last few years we've been an eighth-place team. So is that not progress? <laughs> Jonas uh, van Eckhout has
0: given us a thumbs-up on Facebook. That's very kind. Stokes, I know you're watching this on Facebook. You haven't given the podcast a like. Don't make me fire you, boy. Um, right, let's move on to the next goal, Nick. Uh, it is on the 82nd minute. It looks like the game is petering out, much like it did between the first and the second goals. Not much happened. And you think, ah, it's 3-0. We'll settle for that. Start bringing on some substitutes. ESR gets the ball in the 10, roughly in about the 8-10 position. And he decides, hold on a sec. And he goes through the noise defence. What's that over there? And they all look round and he dinks it through to Lacazette and the bloke has um, has hold of Lacazette. Lacazette's not really going anywhere. Brings him down. Absolute penalty. Firstly, Nick, did you think it was a penalty? Second, what did you think about Lacazette taking the, the penalty? Because personally, I'd have let Ramsdale take the penalty. Imagine that. Top goal scorer in the Premier League, goalkeeper-wise. Start doing it. Do it for the bans, as the cool kids say.
1: What do you think? No, I don't let Ramsdale take the penalty. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that was a pain. I mean, I don't think... I mean, Fair he didn't enough. get booked or anything for it. I just think, like I said, the last five, ten minutes of the game, I think they were really... You know, everyone was starting to tire a bit now, especially Norwich. You know, the the rain and the cold and the horrible weather for the Canaries. And I think he just completely messed it up. And, yes, pretty much stonewall penalty. And, I mean, Lacazette, I remember before we signed Aubameyang, he was taking all our penalties. And apparently one of the... You know, the biggest things we bought him for was really good at taking penalties, like in France and stuff like that. And it just seems that because we bought Bamiang for a lot more money, like six, seven months later, we just, oh, he's the captain, he costs more money, he'll take all the penalties. But I don't think Bamiang's penalties have ever been that good. I mean, especially earlier on when, not so it was all his fault when he missed the penalty against Spurs, but this no-look kicking the ball penalty thing where he's not really looking at the ball and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm happy with Lacazette taking it and I'm happy with Lacazette, you know, keeping the armband till the end of the season.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Um, Right. Carl, next one, final goal. um, And if you've got any questions, people put them in the chat. Not sure how much long we've got about another seven or eight minutes, 92nd minute, Carl Odegaard on the right wing forward to Pepe and Pepe showed what he can do again. Still got time for Pepe. And Pepe goes into the box, holds it up and then makes a bit of a move, puts it across the box uh, for ESR to tap home. And then we had a look at the replay, Carl. What did you think about the replay?
3: Do you think it was going to get um, cancelled, deleted,
0: disallowed? I don't even
3: even know what the VAR is doing anymore because it looked like he was ahead but then they drew the lines and he was behind and it just, I, I don't know. Um, I, I genuinely have no idea, but it's a good move. It was a good move. And it was nice for uh, Emil Smith-Rowe to get on the score sheet again, because he now has more goals than Harry Kane, I believe, which is um, hmm. embarrassing for Harry Kane, I, I guess. But um, no, do you know what? Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe is definitely the future of Arsenal. That man is going to be some player. He really is. And if we can... If we can keep hold of him, because there are gonna be teams that are gonna come in for him, and there are gonna be, you know, money is gonna talk, and you know, it's only gonna be a few years until a team is gonna start tapping up his agent, you know, to say, well, if he comes to us, you know, we can give him two fifty, three hundred a week, you know. Um Man City will never learn. Look what they paid a hundred million for Jack Grealish. How's that worked out for them?
2: That's the first time they've done it. that, though. To be honest, they 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 pay crazy wages, but mm-hmm. I mean, the high—I think their record signing before that was uh, was probably sixty million, though. And and so the Grealish I'll thing was someone was the yeah, um, Rodri or, um, it was a departure for them, and it's been a complete waste of money so far.
3: But you will forget that no matter what, even if. It afraid does go away, but it's the English premium. Jack Grealish was not worth a hundred million. It's because he was English. That's why he's worth a hundred million. Well, to Man City at least, anyway.
2: Well, yeah, he um, might be worth that to another team that actually would allow him to play all the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. There. Hold on, Carl, we've had another thumbs up on Facebook from Matt Roberts, who's in the chat, mate of ours, who's going to come on for a preview show sometime this season. Um, so we've got six on there. That's an absolute record. Carl, this um, point here that, uh, where is it? Ah, uh, uh, Jové82. I think you're in, are you in Belgium, Jové? He says, uh, like I said a minute ago, Tottenham will give us trouble for that, getting that fourth spot. Do you think Spurs are, are going to
3: trouble us? I um... Sadly, yes, I, I, I genuinely do. I mean, Tottenham have played what three less games than us, I believe. I think they were like 16 games, and we played 19. Yeah, and I think they were only what six, four six points. points, six points behind us. Yeah, so three games in hand, six points behind us, and they have to win those three games. You know, I'd rather have points in the board than games in hand, as someone said earlier. However, um, Conte will get no, those pain. games. Don't want to interrupt
0: you, but they were away at Brighton and away at Leicester. They're not ga- guaranteed all them points from that, are they?
3: Well, Leicester, yeah, because Leicester flipping
0: poo. Oh, and man. Burnley. they are three postponed games, all away. Burnley, Brighton, Leicester. They're not getting nine points from that, are they?
2: What kind of special dispensation are they going to get? Like, are they going to be able to have their season stretch into June? Or like, I mean, because you know, it won't be like games forty-eight hours from each other to try to make them all up. They're going to. No. And
3: just like Man United as well, like how have um, Spurs managed to get three games cancelled and so have Man United managed to get three games cancelled but everyone else has to play? Like, it's just, you know, Femi was we talking about it in our group and it, it does smell, it smells like really badly just how this has transpired. Like, all of a sudden, um, Tottenham got all their players back fit, so Man United, and then all their players are very fresh so you think what's going to happen? If you watched um, Liverpool versus Tottenham last week, you could see it that, you know, Tottenham players, they didn't play for like two weeks. So they were at it. They were, they were on it. And it just so happens they got a break. And I know people can going to say, but oh, I was a conspiracy theory. It's not really that. But you have to look at it and think to yourself, really? Like, how... It just so happens that they managed to get three games cancelled. So, and I, and like you said, Mike, I really hope it is like forty-eight hours between games and let them have to moan because they still haven't been given a date to for replaying these games. So
2: it's it's su- it sucks that they're out of Europe now. I would have actually much preferred that they were that they were still in that competition. Aren't they that- legally fighting it?
3: No, they, that's that's for the fans. They're not fighting it at all. They don't want to be in
2: that. Competition they wanted
0: that
3: at all yeah
0: right then gentlemen um the offspring and her mother are back mike if you go and start your show i will put the link in the chat for your youtube and hopefully everybody to thank mike for coming on i hope you're all going to go over to mike's show give him a thumbs up and give their channel a subscription mike tell them where to go and i'll put the link in later
2: we're uh, we're at the Gooners podcast. You can go to Gooner subscribe to uh, to check out our page, the page and the uh, and, and watch and the, the show. Or if you want to be girls. on it, you can go to Gooner and uh, and join us in studio. Have your say, like Sean is doing. Um, hopefully, you can dance better than she does, though. And, uh,
0: I'll be at the
2: And that's it. Thanks for having I'll us on.
0: Him. So 90% of the podcast was was
2: hearing from the chat and from Sean. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. Sean.
0: How are we all?
3: Make sure you're not your dad. Your dad said he wants you to sing all night. Do non-stop singing Christmas carols all night, he said.
2: What's on that hat there? Are those horns? Are you horny?
3: Yeah, always.
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Carl, but it's not good.
3: I, d- I did? It wasn't me. I didn't say it. Uh,
2: Carl, how dare you say that to them? She's. I'm gonna have to listen to this like, later. Uh, Chelsea's sorry. losing. Chelsea's losing. So we time for yeah. me
0: to go. Christmas cheer, Chelsea I don't easy. want your life story. Give me the no, things no, back. No. All right. What do
3: you mean? Oh, bye guys. Love you all. Happy Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your You're grassy Pizza. Do you know. okay. right, Bloody kids. Um, I don't know what you lot were talking about. Mike, are you off? <laughs> I've put the link in the. Uh, i put it the link in the chat again. We're going to close this show in about a minute. Everybody, go over to Mike's channel. Thumbs up, subscribe, give him grief. There's 110 of you here. I want all 110 of you to be there. Mike. Thank You very much not only for taking the green shit off my pizza, <laughs> getting my daughter drunk, but, but, but paying for dinner and yes. for being on the show. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a full service Jew, actually. I think 66% of this podcast have met Sean in real life. Yeah. Carl's met
2: her, that would be 75%, uh, Danny.
0: I mean, if you lot, I've obviously met her. you <laughs> right, go on, go away. We're gonna end the show. Cheers, Mike.
2: Thank you very much. Right, um, Carl, Nick, great to see you. All right.
0: All see you um, Carl, Nick, yes. uh, we've, got, we've got two questions. Give one for each of you. The first one for you, Carl, is from Julio Salmondo, who is in Kathmandu, I think he said. Uh, who should we look to sign in January?
3: Uh, a striker. Who that striker is, I don't know. Um, I know there's a lot of people talking about the guy from Florentina. Um I don't know if it's just a flavour of the season at the moment because he is playing quite well. But we definitely do need a striker because if those players um, that we've got, if they had a decent striker in um, in front of them, we would do absolutely brilliant. So definitely a striker. Um, and um, the reports of Ainsley making the Niles to Roma are growing stronger and stronger and more people are talking about it. So we need to watch out for that one as well.
0: Um, they're putting it in the chat after half an hour. Aston Villa one, Chelsea nil. I said on the last podcast, can we catch Chelsea, Nick? <sighs> oh, anyway, Nick, here's your question. It is from Craig Barlow. I know Miguel Aziz is not the answer, but would Arsenal recall him as we are short in January? He's I can't remember he's on loan too, but he's he's definitely uh, one of our young Portsmouth. That's it. Cheers, Carl. So, um. Yes. What do you think, Nick? Should we get him back, or do you want to answer these? Should we sell Abamyang in January from formerly Noza?
1: I'll do the Abamyang one. If if we if we can sell or do a loan swap deal and get rid of Abamyang in January, or get like one of the strikers we're going after in the summer, whether that's that Calvert Lewin or something, you know, where we have to either pay a bit more money to get them in now, then I'll do that. But They've got to sort out Aubameyang. They've got to sort out what's going on. I know they haven't said anything since they stripped him of the captain's. Or, hit the, or weirdly, his side hasn't said anything. They've been completely silent. So that maybe proves that they have. I think there's something more to this than just miss being late for training. I think there, there are the rumours of him going to Barcelona like with a loan, with a view to buy. That there could be something in that. And I don't know, is that? I haven't really seen a lot of that Dembele because I think he's been a bit of a flop since he left Dortmund for them. So, w- would you two be happy to get him on loan, like a swap loan deal for six months and then worry about it in the summer?
3: No, because he's very injury prone. Very injury prone. So, for me, that's a no no because he comes to us. Think of Arsenal's injury record um, usually. And now you're getting an injury prone player to play for Arsenal. He played two games and would never flip in. Um, play again so yeah
1: I'm we do sign playing. peoples with broken backs So guys
3: this is true but Dembele is different he, like, he plays one game he's out for three months comes back one game he's out for another month no his injury record is atrocious so definitely not and Chelsea just have got a penalty bastards of course I have
0: Right, there we go people um, Thank you very much for, for joining us tonight Carl, you've been magnificent as
3: always I should have really put you in charge and I, would have got on with this much quicker We definitely would have Danny But Danny, this is yeah. all down to you um, I just want to wish also everyone I hope everyone's had a very Merry Christmas um, no matter what you're doing even if you're alone um, you're never really alone uh, because you've always got ABW and just think, no matter how bad things are you don't have quiz-competence dress sense. That is always a positive.
0: That's very true. And also, thank you very much, Nick, for joining us. It's uh, very nice of you to not go to the game so you can be
1: with us. Yeah, I missed a rubbish game, though, One sort of 5-0, that was a rubbish game. It was only Norwich. It is indeed. <laughs> um, but before we go, finally,
0: top right-hand corner, Gunaholic sadly passed away two years ago yesterday. Not a day goes by where something doesn't happen, where one of us doesn't think about Dave and what a massive hole he left in the podcasting world by not being here. Mike did a really nice tribute show yesterday. Jason, who used to be on here was on there. Jock from here was on there. Um, some of David's relatives are on there. Um, really nice. That's on YouTube. So to, to, if you get some time, go and have a look at that. Thank you very much to Mike for joining us. Thank you very much to everybody in the chat. You have all been wonderful. If you're new to the show, possibly subscribe if or give it a thumbs up in the chat now i'm putting a little link to mike's show they are live right now and they have got seven people watching them go and make some fellow gooners happy go give them watch i'll be putting that on and we will see you for the wolves game and i might be doing a little special something on new year's eve because i'm all on my own so i might do an abw new year's eve extravaganza if enough people say you want it right thank you very much we'll see you later and
1: As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.